Could your life be revolving around addiction? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Mary Pretty, who was on our previous show, whose life was centered around her drug addiction, prostituting herself to support it. I think that any of us can struggle with addiction, and I know that I did, and it's not always drugs. I mean, people can be addicted to gambling, pornography, alcohol, food. And for me, my addiction was dating guys. I felt like I always had to be with someone a long time ago before we were married. Well, you know, the thing about addiction is that sometimes we don't know that we have an addiction problem. Mm-hmm. And we go through this denial like, oh, no, I just do this. You know, I'm free to do this, but I'm not addicted. But then there is that addiction going on because your life begins to revolve around that. It becomes the very center. And you center. know it's an addiction when you can't live without it. Yeah, absolutely. And so how do you get free from addiction? First, you have to identify, listen, there is an addiction. I think my life is getting destroyed by this thing. And then what do you do there? In 1 Corinthians, it says in ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What's amazing about that is that we can get set free from temptation and actually say no to it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to say, oh, no, I have to have this. I need this. We can get to a point and say, you know what? I've got God and he's not going to allow me to be over tempted. I can actually say no to this and Mm -hmm. I'll be able to bear it. The key is to give those desires to the Lord, seek him and he will fill you up and make you whole so you don't have that addiction. Let's hear from Mary after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Mary Pretty, and she has been sharing with us how at age 12, she was put in foster care by her own choice after her grandpa passed away, and she started to cut herself, was put on a lot of medications, and was really in a drug-induced haze and didn't feel loved. She felt like when her grandpa passed away that God left her as well. And at 15, she was raped as a virgin and then later on met someone who she fell in love with, but he ended up being a pimp. She became a prostitute for this man and would do anything for him. But the more she did, the more she felt horrible about herself. And we're going to find out what happened to her and how this all led her to a desire to commit suicide and how she found God. Mary, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Yeah. So I understand that you started to be an escort for yourself. You started working in different spas and making money. And part of the reason or the main reason was so that you could support your addiction to cocaine. Is that right? Correct. And so as you were doing this, what was the drugs doing for you in this time in your life? They were my life. They were everything that I thought of, everything I loved, everything I hated. I mean, they ruled every part of my life. I ran so fast from anything that was not of drugs and was only around people that were doing drugs. So they were everything. And what were you searching for in your heart as you were seemingly just going through life in survival mode? Love, 
really. I was searching for love. I mean, I had the love of my grandmother, and my mother is back in the picture, sober now. And I had their love, but there was something missing still. And I still felt so alone and unloved and just wanted to be accepted and belong. Wow. I know there are so many people, and actually we all need love and want to feel this unconditional love that you're talking about. And as you're in this place, you decided that you were just sick of life and there were times that you attempted suicide. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So the drugs got real deep and moved on from cocaine to crystal meth, which to me is the pure devil. And I would follow it all around Alabama. And so I wasn't working. I wasn't escorting. I wasn't doing anything. I would just hang around with drug dealers that could feed me the drugs. So the suicide attempt came when me and this girl were partying with these guys and I left and went with this other guy and ended up going to where I was staying. And I was just done. I really did try to be sober several times in my life. I just got tired of it. I got tired of trying to quit drugs because I've tried many times to quit, but it would still be there. I would get cold sweats if I wouldn't do them. Mm -hmm. I was just tired and I wanted to quit. And I wrote a little letter and I told God, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that I was about to do this. That's the first time I said anything to God. And it was me apologizing that I'm about to do this. So what I did is I had all these medicines I was on from the psychiatrist. It was three bottles and I took them all and I drank them down the beer and then woke up three days later in ICU on a ventilator. Oh my gosh. gosh. And the only thing I remember about that is I remember seeing a beautiful garden. And I was trying to get to the garden, and they tied me down. And so I was up there for three days and finally off the ventilator, and they admitted me to a psych hospital, which was crazy. Mm. And you survived that attempted suicide. Not everyone has that opportunity to live, but you still got back into the drugs and found yourself at your really rock bottom. Like, okay, the attempted suicide didn't work, and here you are in a crack house and something broke in you. Tell me what happened. Yeah. So this last go around, I stole my mother's car. I never stole before her stuff. And I went to go on my drug binge and it was crack. And at this point I was walking the streets prostituting and had several different johns that day. And that night I just went back to the crack house, gave the dude my money and everybody passed out. And I woke up in the middle of the night instantaneously. And for the first time in so long, I cried out to the Jesus of my childhood and he met me there and I just felt his presence and I was crying and sobbing and that gave me strength to leave that place. And the next day I ended up at the homeless shelter, which was Friday. And then that Sunday I ended up at the rock, my church, and I got delivered from drugs that night. That is so powerful. And you got completely free from that portion of your life And there was a drawback that happened, but there was a final cap to your story where you ended up meeting someone and thought, well, just this once, I'll try getting back into this drug. And you ended up in jail with a DUI and you heard the audible voice of God. Can you tell me about that? Yes. I had been doing good for the whole year. I was starting to get a handle on the battle in my mind. And the guy that I used to have a crush on and would have gave anything to be with him back in the day, we were just friends. Nothing ever happened. Well, he come into the picture. He come back into town out of the blue. 
And I don't even remember how we got together, but we met up and we went on a crack binge and uh-huh. a lot of liquor all weekend. And I remember I just got to the point I was just ready to go home and I was feeling like crap. And mm. I drove down, it's called Governor's Drive, to get to my house. And I got pulled over and I went to jail for a DUI because I was very, very drunk. Mm. And I woke up the next day from being passed out. And that's the first and only time since I've audibly heard the voice of God. And he said, it is finished. And I haven't touched a drug since then. And that's been 15 years. Wow. That's amazing. That's powerful. And I understand that when you did go to jail, because you had been doing so well for that year, you really felt horrible about, you know, falling back and doing this sin. Can you tell me about your feelings before you heard the audible voice of God? Oh, yeah. I totally felt guilt and shame just because I was doing good for that year and trying to live life without drugs. And then for me to just fall back into the life I knew because that's what I was used to. Yeah, I felt really, really bad. So I had to deal with that when I got out and came home. Yeah. And then hearing the audible voice of God that it is finished, you are free and have been free for 15 years. And there are people listening now who need to know that God is for them, that he loves them and he is their biggest cheerleader rooting for them to get free from either addiction or self-hate and trying to find love. What would you say to someone right now who is struggling? I would say that your worth is not found in other people at all, because if you place your worth in other people, it will always fail you because we're human. I did not feel I was worthy of love for such a long time because honestly, I didn't know what love was. Mm. Love to me was the fake attention from men and the things that happened with men. That was love to me. So I didn't feel worthy of love because I did not know what love was. But the real, true, honest love of God is all-consuming And you don't have to understand it. You don't have to get it. You just have to ask and surrender to it. Because once you feel that love, your life will never be the same. And your worth is found in that love. Mm, Wow. Well, there are people who want to feel what you felt and they want to know that love. And we're going to pray for them. Mary, thank you so much for being vulnerable with us and sharing what God has done in your life. We appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. You know, what an amazing story of someone getting set free from the power and the grip of addiction. And how many of us who could be listening right now, maybe someone is dealing with something, an addiction, maybe not even taking a moment to really realize that there is an addiction. And why is that there? Why do we gravitate towards these things? It could be drugs. It could be, gosh, it could be food. It could be pornography. There's something That addiction, we feel lack of self-worth, especially that guilt that just can beat us over the head. How do we get set free? How to break free from the addiction? Jesus has the power to break that addiction over your life. He has the power to break it like someone shattering glass on the sidewalk. God can take that thing and fill you with the power of God and the love of God that will completely change your life. He loves you, dear friend. He loves you. And he's calling you forth. He's calling you out of that bondage or chains of addiction. Father God, I'm praying for that person right now. Someone is listening and they're saying, I'm addicted. No one knows, but I'm addicted to this thing here, this thing there. God, we turn to you. We pray that you would fill that person right now with your love, Lord, just like a gel, just oozing all over them, Lord God. I just pray for the blood of Jesus to begin pouring over them, Lord God, the forgiveness for their sins in Jesus 
we call out to you. We receive you. We believe in you when we ask for you to set us free. But let us right now just simmer in your love, mm-hmm. simmer in your acceptance. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you need prayer, please give us a call, 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.